And we're back. This is Grow the Bench Weekly Short. This morning, I will be talking with Phil Harwood. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Leslie. I hope everyone is having a great August and September, that you're, you're running into fall and business is going well. Today's subject is on something that um, I actually have some recent familiarity with because I just retired from my full-time position and I had an exit strategy. It was really important to me that when I walked away from my position that the business didn't feel any impact from that. Mm. Um, I feel like your blog this week talks about something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, congratulations on your retirement. Thanks. Um, hope you're enjoying that. I am. Um, although you're working right now, so I don't know about this retirement thing. Yeah, so. a little part-time <laughs> here and there. Yeah. Um, it's all good. But no, that's a really good point. And, and I think that's um, you know the inspiration for this week's blog post is talking about those those exits, those transitions. And you know, let's be honest, the baby boomer generation is, is you know, we've heard about this our whole lives, this massive uh, demographic that's just a huge population bubble. And baby boomers are in their 50s, late 50s to late 70s right now. Yes. And, um, and they're transitioning their businesses and their roles. And so as they do so, it's really important for them to do that in a thoughtful way. Uh, for the sake of those left behind, the, the, those who are going to have to, you know, take the take the um, flag and march forward with it, right? Oh, there's um, no question, no question. <laughs> I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that I see as people start to get to the end of their career or when they're considering selling business, they haven't thought about how to do that in the best possible way. Yeah. So this, I mean, this this could apply to any any person in any role. I was really kind of thinking about the, you know, a business owner or a CEO or someone in a, a leadership role. Um, it really transitioning out of that, having somebody else move into that leadership role, and I really my mind immediately went to the leadership team, and you know, I've I've seen so many um, examples of really strong, capable leadership teams that were so capable and so had so much capacity to handle whatever was coming at them that the CEO or the owner was really just almost an observer, mm-hmm. um, a mentor maybe. Um, you know, maybe the final decision, if there was a, a you know, a decision maker, if there was a tough decision to be made. Um, you know, but, but really they weren't the person knee deep and trying to solve the issue because they had really good people on their team. And then I've seen the other extreme where you know, the, the owner or the CEO is, is really involved in everything. They're making every decision. People are hesitant to step in and take ownership you know, of their areas of responsibility. And, and everything just hinges on one person. And that's just a, that's a very difficult position to get yourself out of if you're trying to transition um, and if you're trying to sell your business a lot of baby boomers are their strategy to exit is to sell well that business is not going to be worth much to a buyer who's looking really looking for a turnkey opportunity if the CEO or the owner 
is the only person who's running the show. And there's nobody else who knows how to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I want to take a point that building a good leadership team is just a good way to do business anyway. Yeah. Uh, You never really want to have one person that's making all the decisions without the support because nobody's promised tomorrow anyway. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying makes so much sense in terms of business success and as a strategy to be looking at your way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at an industry event um, a few years ago. It was out in Wisconsin, and I won't name names, but we were at this fairly large landscape company with, I don't know, over 100 employees. And, and the CEO was doing uh, some, some roundtable discussions about his journey mm-hmm. as a CEO, as an owner. And um, it was really interesting. And he said, you know, really the first part of his career was spent you know, just being involved in everything, making every decision, um, and really the company ran around him, operated around his, you know, um, authority. Mm-hmm. And and then he said, you know, he said something just clicked, and I was I was miserable and I was frustrated, and that everything was on me, and I had no help. And he said, you know, I just decided this is not the life I want to live. And he said. I really want to build a team, let other people run this mm-hmm. thing. I want to just pull away. And it took him, he said it took him a number of years to do it, but he was sitting there in that moment saying, you know what, I have a great life now because I have great people that are fired up, taking responsibility for their areas of the company. I, I show up once a week, I sit in the leadership team meeting and I hear how great my company's running. And if there's a problem, I have an opportunity to weigh in on it. And then I disconnect. And the rest of the week, I might be having lunch with a client. I might bump into a client at the market. But, you know, I'm playing golf. I'm at, at home on my patio. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not knee-deep in all this stuff anymore because why should I be? I have capable people. It's just a complete 180 from where he was before that. Not only that, that is such a win for the entire team because people want to contribute. They they want to grow in their positions. They want to be contributing something meaningful to the success of the business. And if if you have a CEO that can't get out of the way, that's just Mm -hmm. never going to happen. Yeah. So how do we do that? Um, I have three words of advice real quick. And these are in the blog. We outline this. But I just want to roll through them real quick. So first of all, kind of work your network. Your peers, your advisors, people you've met through the years, through the industry, you know, they've done, they've, a lot of them have done this before. Um, so I learn know. from them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two, um, read some good books. There's, there's some really good resources out there. Uh, two of them I would recommend is um, The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. It's a really good book for helping your leadership team put all mm-hmm. the pieces in place. And then I also thought about Gino Wickman's work, and he's written six or seven books now, but one of them's called Traction, and that's part of the EOS process. Gotcha. Uh, so those two authors, I would, Patrick Lencioni and Gino Wickman, uh, combined, are going to give you some really good information. And then the third thing is, you know, there's so many really great training programs out there now that are building, giving people the tools to develop those leadership skills and soft skills. And, and I have to just be honest, Grow the Bench is, is I, you know, I just, I'm 
blown away by what we've been able to create and grow the bench. So I would just encourage people to check out Grow the Bench. We have free courses. If you haven't looked at Grow the Bench in a while, or if you haven't um, ever looked at it, or if you haven't taken any of our free courses, they're free. No credit card, no obligation. Just take them. Um, but go all in. Like our most successful subscribers with Grow the Bench have fully invested in the program, and they have all their crew leaders, all their managers, all their salespeople invested. It's part of their evaluation process. It's part of their compensation process. There's somebody um, in a leadership role who's taken responsibility for Grow the Bench to making sure that the right people are getting the right courses and their certificates are being displayed. And it doesn't have to be an HR person, but an HR person could very easily take that as an area of responsibility. But that's, that's what I mean by going all in, like being fully invested, having this incorporated into your business process so that people are always learning and developing. It's so important. I mean, it, go, it kind of goes full circle back to your point of the blog, which is if you're going to transition, you need a strong leadership team, and that means investing in professional development mm-hmm. all the way along. Absolutely. So, yes, um, we'll encourage people to, A, read the blog. Um, there's more detail there, and you can definitely get the, the names of the authors and books that are a good support for um, learning more about this subject, but also check out the free courses that are at growthebench.com. Um, Phil and Neil and many others have contributed to building uh, a great resource there for business development. So um, thanks everyone for tuning in to Grow the Bench Weekly Short. Thank you, Phil. Thank for, you, Leslie. For always bringing something interesting, and I wish you all a great week.